0: Blue wire. To the end zone, he goes where Sammy is. Boyd with a great fake touchdown. Taj Hopkins throws to Boyd. Clean means touchdown throwing machine tonight, and he's got another one. Boyd to the end zone. Oh, what an
1: effort. Welcome, welcome to the Taj Boyd podcast. It's the weekly recap edition. The first game played since the initial college football playoff rankings dropped. Well, it was Statement Saturday for the Clemson Tigers, and they won big. With a score of 55-10, the Tigers ran through the Wolfpack of NC State, and they did it in style. Talking ball with me is former superstar running back Reggie Mayweather, and we discuss a little bit of everything in regards to college football in this episode of the pod. When you finish, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the Taj Boy Podcast, giving you a recap of this past weekend's matchups. Now, I'm joined here today by the big dog, the bulldog, Reggie Merriweather. We're going to discuss some of that Bama LSU. We're going to talk about some of the pole position in the college football playoff rankings. We're going to talk about Clemson dismantling the Wolfpack of NC State. Reggie, welcome back to the show. Man, appreciate you having me on again, Taj. It was a... Uh whole
0: weekend up in Raleigh, but uh, like I said, the, the boys came out and played well in the first half, and you know, they uh, they dominated pretty much the first half, uh, you know, still held that team under I think it was uh, 250 yards, 200 yards of total offense, man, so defense came to play, and like I said, it was just a, a dominant outing for the team, and um, as you know, of course, uh, Dorian and uh, Dabo have some history here the last couple of years, so I wouldn't say it was yeah. an odd handshake at uh, end of the game, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, fifty-five out of 10 to ten, the end, and you know, uh, got on the plane and came back. So, uh, you know, ended up changing out the pants more on our side of the Atlantic. So, uh, going into this week again, uh, college football playoff implications. But other than that, like you said, it was a su- successful weekend for the Tigers, and uh, just glad to see these boys back in in brand form.
1: Yeah, no, that that uh, whole end of the game transaction between Coach Sweeney and and Dave Dorn, it was weird, man. Because it seems like that coach came in with the with kind of the brudap, like "What's up, man?" Kind of slapped the back. <laughs> Dorn yes. tried to slide out of there, keep him moving away from him. I'm like, "What is that? Come on, man. What what are we doing out here?" Well,
0: you know, the last couple of years, obviously, uh, with the the close calls and the games. Um, I think last year was <laughs> laptop, <laughs> laptop gate is what they like to say. <laughs> uh, and, but you know, just again, you know, the, the last few years with some, some close games and, um, you know, them having some history, uh, uh, as far as the scoring plays and the referees and the close calls and all that type of stuff, uh, you know, probably, probably rubbed them a little wrong way, but, you know, I say, yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> if you don't, if you don't accept that, uh, that penalty for holding or offensive pass interference, whatever it was, you know, you, you make it fourth and two. Dabble's not gonna go for it. You know, he calls out the, the kicking team. They get a field goal. Um, but obviously he accepted the penalty. We go down, we score, and that kind of started at, you know, twenty eight or thirty four point avalanche. Uh, um and uh just went on from there. So, you know, I, I question again just a little bit of the play calling on his on his side. You know, it's like man, no Again, Jimmy's and Joe's, you know what I mean? X's and O's, never going to change. If you got a bunch of guys hurt, you know what I'm saying? You know, you're going to try to do your best not to get beat down the field, but obviously they tried to play a little press man, switch up some coverages and stuff, and it just didn't work for them. And, you know, it got out of hand in a hurry. You you got four four turnovers in the first half, you know, for a team that's beat up. You know, I I think the game plan that they had, uh, obviously – he got smacked in the mouth and it didn't work. But the turnovers didn't help him any. And, uh, you know, Clemson, again, um, you know, just came out there firing all cylinders. And you can't say enough about Brent Venables and what he's done right. with this this this, uh, this defense. I mean, you know, Skowski got in it early. I think Skowski had a, a, a record night. He had about two or three tackles for loss. Um, of course, uh, they had a couple of uh, interceptions, a couple of fumbles. Um, I mean, just a young defense going out there and having fun. It was cold too. Um, like I said, a lot of guys uh from the Florida area, probably from out west, don't 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 get thirty degree weather like that. But the man, they came out, and they <laughs> they played. Man, they played. Uh, uh, like I said, like they were on fire. So, and I was telling Don this weekend too. I said, man, you could watch different plays and see, you know, seven, eight, nine guys to the football. So, they did a really right. great job of game tackling. A couple of missed tackles there, man. Anytime you blitz, you're going to have a gap open. So, they had a couple of uh, uh, big runs. But, I mean, when push came to shove and they got into the red zone, I think, what, two or three times they got in the red zone, yep. they were able to to, to to keep them out. So, um, just a very well-coached game by the Tigers.
1: Well, and that's what you want to see at this point of the season. You want to see these guys come out, hit on all cylinders, execute at a high level, and – just continued to to build on what they did in the weeks prior. So, man, very encouraged, very exciting. Um, the field did look a little bit slick. Uh, so, I saw some guys sliding around there. But you know, I don't think Dave Dorn did his quarterback any favors out there last night. I mean, his no, absolutely. Not. <laughs> he looked like Sam Darnold a couple of weeks back. He looked like he was seeing ghosts out there. So, I felt I felt bad for him just because you know, as a freshman, man, like you only have so many opportunities to to really you know, get a feel for what the game is. And to go in a situation like that, you know, from a mental standpoint, I mean, he's going to have to overcome that for the end of the season, you know, just to try to scrounge up another yeah. win, man. And it just, you know, just went downhill real quick and he wasn't able to rally. And I don't think that that the guys on the sideline, on the side coaching staff themselves were confident in the plays that they were calling for him. So, man, they're going to have to figure something out over there before they end up losing the whole team.
0: Well, i tell you what, the two plays that stand out of my mind, again, he, uh, like you said, the field uh, had a little moisture on it, but, you know, it was, you know, uh, 60s earlier, 65 earlier that day, and uh, obviously it rained earlier this week, so I think that had a little bit to do with it, um, right. but, you know, anytime the temperature drops, uh, you know, below 30 degrees or below 35 degrees, I mean, that's that's almost freezing temperature. so, you know any moisture yeah. out there is just going to going to cake on the field it's going to be like ice and that ground was i mean it was pretty pretty hard too so uh obviously uh, a lot of guys uh cut on the inside foot falling um, we had a couple of plays where you know Travis and um uh, Lenjay fell too so uh, the field yeah. field was slick for both plays but I tell you what ball security man we had we had probably the most dropped balls uh for wide receivers that we've had all season uh, I think Higgins had two or three drops Ross had two drops uh, I think even Overton had had one. Uh, but obviously, yeah, the, the field conditions were, were a little rough. Um, but two plays that stand out in my mind uh, for Dave Dorian's team and that, that quarterback like you were talking about, you know, he had one where he had uh, he was getting ready to pat the ball. You know, you talk about guys all the time, don't pat it before you throw it. But, I mean, mm-hmm. he was getting ready to, to, to pat the football, and he just dropped the football that came out of his hands. <laughs> and then the next one was uh, obviously a, a snap that was uh, mishandled but, uh yeah like you said the field conditions uh, obviously played a part and yeah. their turnovers and i think we had four four uh four turnovers i believe it was
1: right yeah so yeah made, when, when the turnover margin
0: yeah 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 one a turnover margin uh four four uh yeah four turnovers and i want to say two um obviously uh was that skowski or Chad Smith that had the scooping and, the scooping and score
1: mm-hmm. um
0: so that was a big play too so uh, again you know like i said they they obviously were hungry to play. Um, Everybody keeps talking about, oh, well, you know, they've been harping all week about Clemson being number five. I was like, man, that, that has nothing to do how, with how this team's going to play. You know, you want to dominate your opponent every week. So, I mean, you know, like you said, again, these guys came out with uh, uh, like on fire and uh, just played well. And obviously, you know, we're able to take advantage of the, the four turnovers that they had and uh, in, in turn them into points.
1: Yeah, you know, and I'm not sure – how it was playing a rally when you were still at Clemson. But, you know, for us, it was always a pretty tough environment. Oh. Um, you know, it's it's got this gray, weird aura to it. Um, I know this game, it was homecoming. It was a red out. And that's, that's what I love about seeing the transformation of this team week in and week out is that they are consistent, man. They go out there and they get the job done regardless of the situation. NC State or not, like they still got guys who – are on scholarship they still got guys that can go and play the game itself and they just come out and just flatlined them as soon as they stepped on that football field
0: (laughs) and you know what's crazy i think that's the second team that scheduled us this year for homecoming i think the first was syracuse and then yeah nc state was but i mean you know it's it's a it's a it's a really live environment and I, i think uh uh even you played with uh uh, a couple of big-time guys that were at NC State. NC State has actually had some really good defensive players come through there, and the one that stands out in my mind is, is Mario Williams, who was a mm-hmm. uh, standout defensive end, first-round draft pick, uh, played in the league, uh, I think uh, six or seven seasons, but obviously they've had a bunch of guys. Uh, Chubb, who came out with another great defensive end, too, uh, in the Kelly Kelly Bryant uh, uh, era, but, you know, they've, they've got some good guys, um, but the injury bug, you know, going back to – just recruiting in general, I mean, this is why Clemson is so good, because they're able to take guys that are true freshmen and freshmen and put them in the game. And, you know, the the game plan is simple. You know, they stick to it, and they're able to, you know, go in there and just kind of uh, run around and, and not have to think too much. So there's no drop-off in production when these guys get into the game. And, you know, obviously a bunch of guys hurt. NC State, I think they had 11, 11 or 12 starters hurt, um, you know, like I said, that's where Clemson goes above and beyond as far as recruiting. Of course, we have guys in the wings that you know you you haven't even heard their name yet, but obviously, sure. you know you've got you've got guys that's got some valuable playing time earlier this season in these in these games where they come in in the third quarter. It's like, all right, now I gotta I gotta learn how to play. I'm gonna be used sometime right. this season, so. Uh, like I said, you know, just hats off to the coaching staff to be able to to have these guys ready uh, to roll at any given time. But, you know, the production level of this defense is very high, just like offense, too. Yeah. You know, Higgins got hurt that one time. Lucky he was able to jog off the field. But Overton comes in, you know, catches the pass and, and, and goes about 20, 30 yards. So there's, there's no drop-off in talent. And, and no. that's the that I think that's the key to longevity and success. And, like, you know, Dabble says, hey, Nick, next man up, we shouldn't have to have a drop-off in production because, you know, you're not in the film study. You're not taking this seriously. And I think that's what he ingrains in these guys too as yeah. far as, you know, having a social media blackout, having them, you know, uh, again, you've got power hour guys, but you obviously got guys, you know, that get in these games and they know, hey, I'm going to get my time to shine and I have to be uh, on par because the, the, the standard, the bar is set so high and they do so yeah. well. So, um, like I said, man, you know, if you look at this team as a whole from where they were week one, like you, we talk about all the time on the radio, um, you know, you don't want them to peak, you know, in game nine. You know what I mean? You want these guys yeah. to peak in the college football playoff or wherever they go that last game, and you can see them gradually getting better every week.
1: Well, and you made a, a really good point there talking about the guys being ready to step up when the number's called, next man up mentality. Because, you know, when you look at it on paper, you're like, yeah, obviously Clemson has a wealth of riches uh, as far as talent goes. But the level of pre- preparation that these guys come into the game with, it just exceeds most teams that they play. I mean, I, you know, I can personally remember <laughs> I had one of them. Hey, you remember the, the movie Any Given Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo- All right, Willie so Beam. <laughs> the first game of see the season, Willie Beam is on the sideline. Both quarterbacks go down before he knows that he's eating like a candy bar with his hat backwards. And I had one of those moments. <laughs> and Coach is like, all right, get in the game. We were playing actually NC State, and we were on like the minus 11. And my, I jog out on that field, and I feel like I'm running the cement. And Billy Napier calls a wide stretch zone. And I'm like, man, all you got to do is just put the ball – <laughs> in his belly, man. Just get it to him. Secure the, secure the center quarterback exchange, man. It gets the ball all over there. And I take the snap. I take three steps and I realize that he, Jamie Harper, is moving at 100% pace. I'm over here moving at about 40. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get the ball there. Hit him on his hip. Fumble. They get the ball back. I didn't even jog over to the coach. man. I just jogged to the other side of the sideline because I knew I wasn't getting back in there. But yeah, these guys are uh <laughs> they're ready to go. And that that, you know, tells us a lot about the coaches, man. Like they're not just pulling plays out of a hat, pulling players out of the bucket. You know, they know that their guys are going to be ready and uh the expectation level of expectation is high. Yeah. And um that's what's going that's what's going to matter here in the next few weeks. So I'm excited that they that they've been building it. Um I know there's been some criticism about coach Sweeney. not and the crazy part is like I don't even think he he ran up the score. He could have. If it was me, to be completely honest, I would have probably tried to put up 80 last night yeah, yeah, in that game, just to be just to be honest. Well, you, I think I'm a pretty humble guy. But at some point, you know, it's like, what? Check this out. Yeah. If y'all really want to see what we're made of, man, let's yeah. turn this thing up but, to another level. But story. you know what's crazy there, Taj? We had three or four balls that were
0: dropped that yeah. could have potentially turned into touchdowns. Now, that that, <laughs> that one to T. Higgins that he just dropped in the end zone, then there was another one that a DB had a great play on and bat, <laughs> batted it down. But, I mean, obviously that's 14 points right there. And then right. we had two or three more that, you know, the end of drives. Uh, I, I think Spires had about two or three punts, but obviously we, we couldn't convert. We had some drop balls and all that good stuff. But uh, that could have turned into more points. So I think we probably left about 17 points on the field. And uh, you know that would have put us over the, the mark. And a lot of people say, okay, well they they should have took a knee. They didn't have any more timeouts. It's like, no, you 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 got Ohio State kicking onside kicks in the first half of their game, <laughs> and people yep. and people wonder why you know Clemson is not taking a knee. I mean, since college football playoff right. era, I mean, you know, you talk about style points and all that type of stuff. Clemson's going to play their game no matter what. Uh, but obviously you need to win big uh, to, 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 to get the, uh, the, the committee's eye. Uh, but again, you know, Clemson football yeah. best as a standard, you know, you have to stop us. Um, so I, I agree with you. I, I think he did a great job of, uh, you know, letting those guys go out and run the offense and, right. and play um, for me, like you said, again, it was a little cold on that sideline. So I would have uh, expected them to to run the football and run it out. But, you know, they, they, uh, they they had their chance to go out there and and stop them, and they just
1: couldn't do it. So, well, that's it. Because on offense, what well, you, your main objective is to go and score points. On defense, your objective is to get the ball back and get a stop. Yeah. And like we're not in we're not in yeah. little league, man. We're not playing a little league right rec- football right now. Yeah, you know, and we're not in middle school. You don't have to have a ten play rule for a particular player. And there's no there's no mercy rule. So, yeah. you know, put on your big boy britches, man. Get a stop. And if not, man, it's a learned lesson for you, the coach and the players themselves, man. So yeah, they'll figure it out at some point or another. Either they do or they don't, and they're not there anymore. I yeah. think we've seen <laughs> we've seen that uh, been holding true for the last you know couple weeks or so. Yeah, absolutely. And if the roles were reversed, I'm pretty sure it would be the same yeah. way. Because
0: like I said, you you've been on the other side of that too at NC State, and uh, like I said, I have too. Uh, like you know, again, not little league. Gotta bring your, your big boy britches and um, you know, if you, you gotta be able to take it if you condition it
1: out. So right. Yeah, well well said. Well, you know, all right, so a lot of that, you know, and, and some of the uh the angst that came with this game was because of what happened earlier in the week when the college football playoff rankings dropped initially and it was Clemson at five. And look, I think we all know when it was said and done that Clemson is gonna be uh in top four. They're gonna have their shot. Again, it was more of a disrespect factor the way I looked at it more than anything, uh, because they've been so consistent because of what they've been able to do, but more or less, regardless of that situation, Bama played LSU. I thought that LSU, I, to be completely honest at the halftime, I was like, man, Bama has no, no shot in hell to come back and get into this game. And, and I was proven wrong to a degree. And, um, you know, they, look. They got a deep ball at the end of the game to kind of bring the score a little bit closer than what it was. But you know, they lose that game, forty six, forty one to LSU. Uh, I think Joe Burrow played it out of his mind. But with how this thing is shaping up, do you or would you, if you were on the committee, give Alabama an opportunity if they went out, if they beat Auburn and finished the season strong, an opportunity to get back into this playoff race?
0: I'm I'm a little biased. And, uh, you know, to me, again, you're going to take a team that's undefeated in the power conference. Right. If they win their division, you're going to keep them out to put a one loss SEC school in that did not play for their conference title. So to me, power five, how do you, how, 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 I think they put too many uh, uh, marbles in the, in the SEC basket. Yes, it's a tough conference. Yes, they play, you know, really good football week in and week out. It's, it's smash mouth and it's all that. But you can't tell me that Minnesota, <clears throat> you know, in the, in the, in the conference that they, they play in or, you know, is any, uh, they're power five. So, I mean, you know, it's just the same – I mean, we might as well go back to uh, BCS if we're going to continue to keep the SEC uh, uh, up in the upper echelon like we do. And obviously, again, you know, you've got about four teams in the SEC, say five teams in the SEC that are really good. They can play with anybody in the country. But the other nine, you know what I mean, or 11, how many ever it is, I think 15, 14 teams, however it is, they have a losing record. So if you'd have told me, you know, August first that South Carolina, you know, would lose the <laughs> App State, you know, I would probably have said, Nah, I think they're going to have a pretty good season. Now here it is, they're four and five, fighting for a uh, uh, a bowl game bid. You know what I mean? So right. you know, and then Arkansas firing their head coach, you know. So I mean, if you're going, if you're, if I'm the in the committee and I'm saying okay this is a, a two is hurt uh these this this team you know they they got blown out in the first half they made it close in the end you know what I mean i, I think this is a, a good quality team let's see how they finish out the season if they they win right. some close games then okay we'll put them in we'll put them in the top 10 we'll leave them in the top 10 i can't wait to see what the excuse is from Paul Feinbaum <laughs> and the rest of those guys this week You know, LSU is is a formidable team. They're good. But obviously, again, they're they're still in the Power Five Conference. They're in the SEC. So we can't – they're undefeated. We can't say that, okay, Minnesota just has just a trash schedule. They played one ranked team the entire time and they beat them. All right. Right. Well, Alabama did the same thing. They're scheduled just as weak as Clemson's is. And I think they've got more teams that are under 500 than we do on our schedule. So, again, they're going to have to come up with some better jargon than what they've done in the past uh, uh, coming up with these, uh, these new rules that say, okay, you know, the SEC is such a, just a mighty powerhouse and, you know, better than any other conference and it's God's gift to, you know, college football. So I I think, again, they're going to have to give us a better excuse than what they did a couple of years ago when you know Bama sat at the house and pretty much got into the college football playoff and won it. Um, the jargon's pretty much going to be the same. It's just I'm not buying it this year. Uh, you know, no. this is not this is not UCF. This is a, a team that went out and played a tough game. So uh, and you know and beat Penn State. I mean, Penn State's a really good team. So right, you know, ranked above us. So I mean, I, I think I give Minnesota a shot, especially if they win out big and they win the uh, uh, was that Big Ten championship. Big 10, yeah. You know, obviously they have to play Ohio State. So, you know, if, if they went out, I definitely put them in and give them a chance. Uh if Ohio State loses, I say the same thing about them. I don't I really don't give them uh I mean they're a great team. They have a great quarterback, great defense. Um uh, but obviously I think the team speed is just uh, what puts them over the top in that conference. Um you know, if they were supposed to play, you know, uh a Clemson or LSU or Bama, I don't think that uh I don't think they would have that much success, especially putting up Averaging, you know, fifty points a game. I don't. I don't think they'll do that. But, you know, I, I like I said again. I'm biased. Uh, you might have a better explanation, you know, for people. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm not buying into the hype. Uh, I enjoy the LSU's number one. Uh, will be number one this week. But uh, I'm looking at uh, Alabama as the odd man out. Florida and Georgia as well, uh, outside the top five.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted. I just wanted committed to color like they see it because one the way I looked at it. When those rankings dropped, I mean, I can't remember the exact order, but I think it was Ohio State one, LSU two, you know, Bama three, Penn State four, something like that. All right, you got those top four teams, and what it looked like to me was that the committee themselves and I and I look at it the way the preseason rankings too. With Notre Dame, Texas sitting there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, they want they want the historical power hop, the traditional the old lore of these powerhouses to be sitting atop the throne or atop in this separate, you know, distinction between other college football teams uh, more than they should. And they it, it just want to give these teams, you know, benefit of the doubt without actually have shown the work itself. And that's what crushes me. And it kills me, man, because I'm like, look, I know that, you know, this looks good for college football. If these teams that were, great many years ago find a way to, to to get back in that space um but it's not where it's at right now it's not like you know everybody was talking about how great that notre dame georgia game was and yeah to me it just like it was like a firepower like a star power out there you know it's <laughs> oh well you know family lsu well, man, they've given up a lot of points. And wow. that LSU team, again, gave up 38 to Vandy. Yeah. <laughs> they gave up 38 to Texas. Like, those are a lot of points to give up. I can't even imagine I, – I can't imagine if Brent Venables would even have hair if he was giving up 38 points, man, just to be completely yeah. honest. So, and and and
0: it's and like you said, the, the stats don't lie. I mean, you could, you could say Clemson's not playing, you know, the good quality opponents at the ACC. I, I agree with you. But if you look at the stats, statistically – we're pretty much in the top five of every category uh, in defense. And I, and I may, be, may be calling BS on myself, but last I heard, we're right on par with the team last year. And I think last yeah. year around this time, we were pretty much in the top five of every category defensively. But like you said, defense wins championships. If you look at Bama and LSU, the points they've given up, over this season, like you said, they gave up thirty-five to Texas, a Texas team that we, you know, all know that they're they they're, they're one or two plays away from you know being undefeated. But obviously, you know, playing Oklahoma, you know, they fumbled the football. They you know had too many terms, all that good stuff, and they couldn't stop LSU for for nothing. They couldn't stop Oklahoma right. for nothing. Man, the deep balls. I mean, you know, they were catching passes. I don't know. And talking about DBU I'm like what y'all farms right. everywhere, but. You know, if like you said, if you look at that the resume of every top ten team right now and see how many points they've given up, Clemson is one of those teams. Besides Ohio State, Clemson is one of those teams that keep opponents average, I think, about fifteen or twenty points a game. And then on top of that, too, yards per game they're under they're under two hundred and fifty. I mean, how many how many teams right. are how many teams are doing that? But um, like I said, the proof is in the pudding. You can't you can't stats don't lie. And, uh, you know, if you if you go back and, and, and look at our opponents now and what they've done, Louisville went out and beat uh, Boston. Was it Boston College over there? Wake Forest. Uh, right. You know, Boston College ended up putting up, you know, 35 or 40 points on um, uh, Syracuse. Florida State goes out and beats Boston College. Boston College. So it's like man right. we, we don't give up nearly as many points as these guys talking about but obviously you know when they go and play other opponents you know the score is totally different so uh, you know uh, it's, it's either it's either Clemson is totally dominant which I think they are on, on the on the other side of the football or these teams just get starstruck when they come and play Clemson which I don't think that's, yeah. I don't think that is but like I said going back to your your thought earlier uh you know Alabama 3 LSU 2 Ohio State 1 you know having two teams lose in the in the you know the top uh uh 5 it's it's going to be a shakeup right now they need they need to come up with some better excuses this week than what they've been saying like <coughs> so i'm i'm
1: excited to see what they're going to do yeah jeez oh, yeah so it's um it'd be interesting to see how it shapes out cuz it's going to tell us a lot I think regardless of of what happens, this year is the year that an expansion is made. Because somebody's going to be left out of this that should have a legitimate shot. And maybe that's somebody in the Pac-12. Maybe it's Utah. Maybe it's Oregon. I haven't really kept up with those guys too much on that side of it, to be completely honest. But now somebody like, well, what about Oklahoma? Shouldn't they get a shot? I'm like, no give up 48 points to Kansas State, you know, look, that's – you're automatically expelled, bro. You got out-of-school suspension on that one right there. So, it's a no-go. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That,
0: we all know that conference, too, really doesn't – you know, really doesn't have great defenses. I mean, no. you know, it, it just typically winning a, winning a game by, you know, 65 – 65 to 72 or, you know, whatever the crazy scores are. It's, it's typically not – an SEC score or, you know, I, the ACC did have a couple games like that uh, this year, but, you know, typically that's, that's, that's not how it rolls, but right. You know, um, I just, I, again, I, I think they're going to have to come up with <coughs> some, some better rhetoric than what they've been doing. I mean, it, I I don't agree. I mean, again, you know, it's the media's job to sell papers, you know, sell controversy. That's how they, you know, keep paper wrapped up and, 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 and all that. But, I'm just saying, why do we even have a committee? We should even we should just go back to BCS then, you know what I mean? Power right. Power five, you know, everybody gets a bid and, and roll on. Um, but, you know, obviously if they expand the playoff that pushes into a school schedule, that pushes into graduation <clears throat> type stuff, and, and, and it's all about money. And You, you know more than I, I man, they got all these bowl games and all these teams and stuff go to because they get paid to go there. And, um, you know, uh, anybody can say, all right, well, you know, our school lost money last year. Well, we don't, we don't, we don't get to see the uh, the, the the taxes and the what y'all spent the money on, so I can't, yeah. can't go there. But you know, obviously, it's 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 big <laughs> for it's big for a lot of schools to be able to go to these games. And when you start, you know, uh, expanding the playoff, you just you just open another can of worms. Um, right. I mean, I'm obviously down for uh, making the conference championships. Making that the first round of the the college football playoff. I mean, why not? Because you get you know you get bold gifts there, you get incentives and all that good stuff. You get rings, so uh, you know hey, you can do it that way. Or you know, like you said, you expand it to you know eight or ten teams, and you know, if you're in the top seed, you get a buy uh, and all that good stuff. So it's uh, I think it's I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot to, t- to take on. Um, but uh, you know, people that get paid a lot more than you and me. Uh, or making a decision, so
1: like so, it's, yeah. it's going to be
0: interesting to see what the the, the CFP uh, people say tomorrow.
1: Well, I know. On the way back from the game, you got an update saying that App State had beat South Carolina. <laughs> would have, would you ever? I mean, I, I don't think I would. Would you ever get to the point, or would you have thought that this would have been a time and place where? it wouldn't even be that big of a surprise, you know?
0: Well, I, I, here's, the, here's the deal. And we talk, I, I, we've talk we talked about this before in person. You know, you talk about coaching hires. You talk about what a coach does, changing the culture of a program, all the, the marquee wins, what he does, what he doesn't do to, to, to win the kids over. And I was talking to uh, one of the good players. I'm not going to say his name, but one of the good players. Uh, graduated back in, in, in my time from, from uh, South Carolina. And he was saying the culture of the program uh, hasn't, has, there's, there's no, he said once um, uh, I forget the old ball coach left. He said the culture of the program just didn't change. You know, yeah. you don't have, you don't have the old ball coach there anymore to kind of, you know, bring in these, these, these superstar players. But now you have a a guy there who's, Says he can recruit, but he can't coach talent. He's not, he, he's, 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 they don't even have a social media blackout. So after they, right. after they had that loss to, uh, to Tennessee, you had guys, you know, posting on their social media, everything gonna be all right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I was like, man, you can't have that, man. You can't have dissension among the ranks. But, anyways, you know, if you, if you look at this team right now, they ended up uh, Connor Shaw, uh, not Connor Shaw. I can't, I'm trying to remember the start quarterback's name, who got hurt um, um, uh, <clears> the uh, second game of the season. Recently? Second game of the season before the Halinsky oh, kid. Uh, oh, Jake in. Bentley. So Jake Bentley gets hurt. You bring in the Halinsky kid. You know, obviously he has a couple of good games. They play a close game against Bama, and then the wheels fall off. I wonder why that happened. So, you know, again, that's part of, injuries are part of the game. Uh, you know, that's why you coach guys up, keep them, keep them in the game plan, all that good stuff. So, I mean, I, I just I just don't get it, man. I, I, I really don't get it. And, and how the mighty have fallen, you know, you, you come off a, a winning season last year uh, and go on the road and get smoked by a really bad Tennessee team. You didn't make any halftime adjustments. You get beat by 21 points. Then you come back uh, and play a close game at home. Then end up losing. You know, uh, to a, a a really good App State team, but man, they've 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 potentially got two more losses on their schedule. Right. They they probably could go go for and uh and seven. Yeah, they're not going and to bowl
1: game and shit. It's I, out of the picture. Man, I was sure. like, man,
0: it's and this is and this is crazy. After you thought the program took a turn last year the way the season ended, and now it's like, okay, he's on his fourth year. Uh, <coughs> you know, head coach is on his fourth year, Muschamp, and it's like, man we need to start looking at something, somebody else. You know what I mean? You think about Willie Taggart getting fired a year and a half. Okay. Well, this guy's been there four or five seasons now. He hadn't beat Clemson. You know what I'm saying? So what, 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 when do you, as a, as a AD, as a, as a president, as a, uh, you know, um, you know, border, border trustees, when do you say, Hey, you know, this is not, this is not working out, you know, we need to go our separate ways. And, you know, I'm I'm not a Carolina hater, but obviously you know it doesn't bother me when they lose. But looking at what the culture of the program is right now, uh, and and what's been going on, you know I feel bad for them. I, I really do. But obviously you yep. see now who the, who really is the big brother uh, in in the state of South Carolina. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's no denying it. It's no denying it. Two national championships, uh, right? Five or six conference championships. You know, and the proof is in the pudding. You can say, oh, well, again, we play in the SEC, tougher schedules, all that. Okay, no doubt. But, again, proof is in the pudding. What have you done lately, you know, to solidify yourself? Um, And they just they, – they, they can't put two and two together. And, like I said, they they have to go to Texas A&M this week, and that could be a, a, a blowout. Could be, potentially. So, uh, we're going to see. We're going to see. But I, I feel bad for, for Muschamp. I feel bad for the – you know, um, the players, are, you know, obviously Feaster being there, I feel bad for him, you know, <laughs> his poor poor decision-making, you know, looking tough, back on things. Tough situation yeah. for the man. But, um, you know, you make your bed, you lay in it. But I, I really feel bad for him. Uh, it, it, it's just, you know, and he couldn't win at Florida. That's what I don't understand. He couldn't win at Florida. He's a great recruiter. But now, again, in, in your fourth or fifth year, of a major division one program, you're, right. you're, you're, you're degressing, you're regressing. And it's, that's not good. That's, that's not a good sign. Well,
1: well, I think he was a solid defensive coordinator, you know, but, um, sometimes it's better just leaving it at that, you know, it's head coaching. Is, isn't built for everybody to be completely honest. I mean, it's a different beast. You know, you got to learn how to delegate, man. You You can't have one foot in one foot out. You can't be a head coach here and then have, be the the main coordinator for offense and defense. You know, you just got to let your guys do what they do and control what you can control and make sure that everybody's performing to the level that you're setting that standard and that expectation that you're setting as the leader. So, you know, sometimes it's a reflection, man. You just got to look in the mirror and figure out what you want to be, what your identity is as a coach and let it trickle down from there. So I think we're starting to see at least, even from from a structural standpoint, from the top down, from Ray Tanner and the decisions that he's making to to everybody else, so it's it's a direct reflection, man. And, and either they're going to make some changes, or they're going to be in the same situation that they're in right now.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's just crazy, <laughs> and to to think this team was a competitor, uh, you know, four years ago, five years ago, right. You know, I, I, I was, uh, yeah, it's five years ago when they, well, actually a little bit longer than that, some six or years ago, when they won five in a row. Then you come off of that and then, you know, you hadn't beaten Texas A&M, you hadn't beaten Kentucky. Well, they beat Kentucky this year, but, you know, you hadn't beaten these teams that you have normally dominated or played well against you know, in the, in the last, you know, six, seven years. So, like I said, again, uh, Texas A&M, this will be their – if they, they go down there and lose this this weekend, this will be Texas A&M's 6th win over them. Uh, they haven't beaten Missouri. They just haven't played well. And that goes yeah. – that all goes back to the head coach. And like you said, the decisions that they make. I, I think you talk about Dabo and just the little things that he does to keep the – the team grounded. I mean, social media is such a big deal. You know what I mean? For sure. You know, everybody's got cell phones. Everybody's got all that type of stuff. They got Facebook, they got family, friends, all that good stuff. So, I mean, how easy is it for you to get your cell phone and tweet out something, you know, after a loss and it'd be so detrimental to the team? So
1: I mean, again, that's crazy because is- you got you got people out here like, oh, what about freedom of speech? I'm like, look, everybody <laughs> don't deserve to speak right now,
0: <laughs> Dude, No, no, not no. not when
1: you're in your feelings. I yeah. mean, like a Drake song. I mean, you, it's so many emotions that get spewed out, man. Some of these guys aren't built for that right now. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, and especially I'm trying to think of the guy's name, um, but he's uh he's predicted to be a uh, either it was top three rounds. I mean, he's a defensive tackle or defensive end, for South Carolina, mm-hmm. but he was one of the ones that was. You know, texting. I'm gonna be all right. And I was like, man, look, it's a, it's a group effort. It's a team thing. And you know, right. you got guys that go into the tank. And I guarantee you, if we go down there this year and go up by 14, those guys are gonna go in the tank, man. And you're gonna, you're well, yeah, gonna
1: might not come out of the locker room, bro. Yeah,
0: it's it's and it's gonna be bad. But you know, obviously, again, like you said, it's it's big boy, big boy football. You know, uh you got scholarship guys. We got scholarship guys. You know, you get paid like we do, so, you know, come to play. But, like I said, obviously, you know, I feel bad for him. Like I said, again, you know, um, Muschamp is one of those guys that had so much promise, and like you said, defensive guy. But this is year four, you know. Where's your turnaround at? So, like I said, I think it's going to be some changes. You know, Arkansas ended up firing their head coach. So, you know, uh, Chad Morris. So, it's going to be a, a lot more going on before it's all said and done.
1: Yeah, it is, man. <clears throat> and that's the unfortunate part of the business. I mean, it's strictly business when it's all said and done. I think we both understood that at the collegiate level and NFL level. So it just is what it is on that front. But you know what? It's very minimal. You know, it gives us an opportunity to continue to talk ball. So I'm excited about that. So, you know, Wake Force is coming up next week. Unfortunately, they lost, and it's not a ranked win, and that is the most ACC thing ever. But regardless, (laughs) teams are going to carry on. They're going to perform. They're going to execute at a high level. And uh, I do like their quarterback. I think he's a a solid talent. Um, I think he's going to be really good at the next level. But – he probably won't fare well against the Tigers and Brent Venables, and I can show you that one. So,
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed uh I watched him a little bit, uh, like I said, two weeks ago. I actually watched them too, against uh, NC State, and uh, he he plays well, man. He, he's a mobile quarterback. He's uh, really good when he gets outside the pocket looking downfield. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, you know, Venables will have something uh, drawn up for him. And uh, Isaiah Simmons will be there to greet him. Skowski, Chad Smith, all those guys uh, will be around the football. So um, I'm excited about it. This is probably going to be one of the better games um, uh, of the season right here against this really good Wake Forest team. And they're very very well coached. So uh, I think it's going to be a very good ball game.
1: Yeah, actually, man, uh, Claussen, the head coach, was uh... – he was the offensive coordinator when I was committed to Tennessee back when Phil Fulmer was still the guy over there. So we got some, we got some prior history. Um, but again, man, once you start getting to this point of the season, some of these guys—I mean, I got young boys who hit me up right now, like, "Hey, do you know such and such? I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get an invite to the Senior Bowl." So, you know, obviously, everything that you've been doing and putting on film uh, is a part of your resume. But now it starts getting into the clutch, man, because some teams aren't going to have bowl games. To be completely honest, I never thought I would, it would get to the point where some bowl games didn't matter. Um, but I think we're there, especially with how the playoffs are straight, shaking out. Um, but it's just, you know, you got two, three weeks to leave it all out there, and then that's it. And so the seniors don't have any time left. Yeah. The freshmen feel like they got all the time. So to maximize this this month of November is huge. And uh, hopefully, all of these got boys from from all these teams go out there and just just give it all they got, you know, because this is it.
0: Yeah, and it's <laughs> you know you talk about uh, you know leaving it all on the field. You you were a part of something at Clemson, man. That uh, you know I wasn't uh, able to be a part of, and uh, you know different area, different coaching um, yeah. coaching staff. Uh, um, but obviously, man, you you played with some some dudes that uh, were able to to get the job done. and you know, I remember that game when y'all beat uh, lSU uh, in uh, in Atlanta, and that was one of the proudest moments, man for for me. Um, and you know looking up looking up to y'all boys and and, and, and carrying on. but you know, it, it goes a long way when you talk about your legacy at uh, at a school. And uh, obviously, man, you were a great player. Uh, at at Clemson Um, broke a ton of records, ton of records. Um, Travis Etienne broke a ton of records this year as well, too, going up on, uh, you know, most touchdowns and, 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 uh, and and rushing yards uh, over CJ Spiller. But it just goes to show you too, man, what Dabo has done and and brought to the program. And it's guys like yourself, it's guys like CJ Spiller, Jacoby, you know, James Davis, all those guys, man. And it's just awesome to see the growth and uh, awesome to be a part of that too, man. Uh, That, uh, you know um, camaraderie and you know just that brotherhood um, you know very special very special very special
1: absolutely well look man it's been it's been fun um, to see how all this thing how how this whole place and university and program is shaped out and turned out and again I don't think that it's slowing down uh, at any point especially with how they're recruiting and I don't think that the coaches are really going anywhere and even if they do you know, it's still NMU, baby. It's still next man up. So, Reggie, I appreciate you, man. Um, I know we said we were going to talk about 2025. We hit it for about 43, 45 minutes, somewhere around that range. And uh, it's fun, man. So, I always appreciate you having, them, ha- having you up here, man. You do a fantastic job and look forward to calling this game against Wake Forest with you, bro. So,
0: I know, man. I appreciate you big time. Thanks for having me on again. And, opposite, like I said, I'll see you in Nevada this weekend. It should be a good one. I know you'll be uh, warm and toasty up in the booth. So, <laughs>
1: <You know? laughs> I, got some, I got some new camo stuff I got from Cabela, so I'll make sure I'll, uh, I'll throw you something down there just in case, man. Some hand warmers, some toe warmers. <laughs> I, got you.
0: I know. I appreciate you big time, man. You have a great weekend. Thanks for having me on again.
1: Absolutely, bro. Appreciate you.